Welcome to a Team Voices podcast. In another episode, in our final episode of season one, we meet Dutch Boy Cars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, of course. Best ending you can wish for. <laughs> I'm going to say that already. I mean, I've claimed the title right now, uh, isn't it? No, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm here and uh, yeah, Where is that's the final uh, boss? very lovely. Hmm. The final boss to beat and uh, <laughs> hopefully I can because uh, it's going to be a fun episode, I hope, uh, your Superface. Hmm. I do hope so myself as well. So let's start the episodes. Okay. So tell us a bit about yourself, you know, like who you are, what you do, you know, what do you do for the audience who don't know? Yeah. I mean, it's not behind me right now or behind my name. But uh, there should be casts. Uh, there, there is cast behind it most of the time. Mm. I'm an esports caster myself, and uh, yeah. you know, I still go to school uh, after it. But yeah, as you, mm. as some of you might know, of course, uh, I'm an esports caster for both uh, Valorant, uh, CS:GO, Rocket League, Call of Duty. I do all that stuff. Basically, almost every shooter uh, you can think of. Not League of Legends, Dota. I leave that for the for the guys who are really intrigued into that. That's way too hard <laughs> for me to uh, to understand. But no, that's uh, that's what I do, and uh, I do it both in uh, both in English and Dutch. So uh, definitely uh, doing some nice stuff there. And you might have seen me already. Some people do recognize me by my name or even by my voice. So that's something I sometimes uh, get told, and that's quite lovely. That's amazing. Uh, tell us about some of how you got into casting, because it's quite interesting. How long have you been casting? Yeah, I mean, I think casting for, for like around two years, but really like getting into it, really, like it started uh, last year because I also set up my own little uh, yeah. my own little business, you know, for the freelancing so that I can do things legally and really work for, for other companies. But that's really started when I uh, got into re really offers. So that those two years were like, once a month i did like a cast for fun and then after that like a year ago i really started with like doing consistent streams on my own channel and then after that uh an organization started you know uh, posting uh, posting some stuff about my streams and i was like hey maybe collapse sometime and back then they were an organization way bigger than i was like i was nowhere close to it it was an organization that had top 10 team in cs in the world Entropic. It's a CSGO Ooh, organization, okay. and they have also League of Legends, but they're a top check team, and they back then had a Russian team as well, which was top 10 in the world back then. Yeah. So it was crazy for me as a 17-year-old boy to just ask it to them, like, do you want to work? Do you want to collab? And mm. I mean, they said yes, and I worked for them already two years, so it's been lovely. Absolutely amazing. Entropic, um, tell us a bit about Entropic, because I know it's a professional CSGO team. I've seen you talk about them. You recently just got some merch from them. Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, mm. I posted about it on Twitter. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've been working for them for about two years, so now they uh, wanted to give me some uh, so, so some gifts for that as well. So I got some some new uh, new shirts from the merch line they they brought out. Uh, so that's uh, quite nice and some other uh, some other good stuff. But it's an, uh, a Czech organization, like I said, they do. I, I think gotcha. CS:GO, League of Legends, uh, iRacing, mm. and FIFA. If I'm not mistaken, those games uh, they're specialized in, and you know they're they're trying to get themselves to the top of the Czech scene and a little bit in the in the top of the Europe scene, etc. As well, so that's th those are their goals. But yeah, mainly a Czech organization, always going into Czech uh, Czech teams. But then they recently they picked up that uh, Russian team, but they disbanded like a year ago as they weren't really mm. getting the results they wanted. They were top top ten at once, 
And since then, they've been kind of dropping off. And then at some point, you're going back to what you had as a Czech organization, a Czech team, and that's what they have right now. That, that's a pretty cool team to be a part of, to be honest. And the fact that they were able to pick you up from such a young age as well mm-hmm. and nurture you to become the caster you are today as well. You've, you've also, you know, dived into esports yourself, you know. I heard you're a bit of a player. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I sometimes, you know, I've I've had some, some, some team experience. Uh, before I went into, like, seriously casting, uh, I was... Like a part of a, of a team, which later became a league where I'm still hosting for. We'll probably get into that uh, after that. But I used to play for, for Authority Esports, and now I have a league hosting that. So that's going to be something for later. But um, like I said, I've been a player myself. Like you said, I've been a player myself as well for, for quite a long time. And I still play now just with a friend stack. We call ourselves Drees van de Buurt, which like a very meme name with a Gucci cap as uh, as our logo, you know? So it's it's just a meme little bit of a mm-hmm. <coughs> of a team coming out. But yeah, Dreris van de Buurt also, it's a Dutch name for like um, just weird guys in the neighborhood, you know? So it's definitely not something you can really take serious. But I mean, we're, we're, we're winning some stuff. We got into the close qualifier of, uh, of the Benelux Championship last time it was. So we, okay. we actually achieved some some small things here and there. Then I started playing with a different team again that didn't really work out and now I'm just back there and probably just going to stay there because, I mean, casting takes up a lot of your time and that's really something uh, I'm feeling right now as well. I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day and I cannot really yeah. feel, feel school and casting and then playing in a team because then I'm not going to satisfy everyone 100% or myself even. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Casting or esports? Esports player. I mean, uh, I, I've always, I've always said myself, uh, like whenever I can get to like play as a professional player, I would definitely uh, go for it. But now I start realizing that that's a much harder path to take, and I really enjoy uh, casting as well. I've always, b- before even before I said I want to become like a player, I've always said like I want to do some. If I can become a commentator for sports, I would do that. Then esports rolled around, and now I'm like. I would rather just stay on esports and do that for the rest of my life, and that would be fine as well. I'm, I really, really enjoy it and would really like to to stay there. So both sides is something to say about it, but I've already realized from playing a few lands myself that really the hype around playing or the, the um, how do I say that, the stress from playing for even on my level already, I wouldn't even imagine how that stress level would be from above. I mean, I'm so hyped, but also so stressed about it. Like whenever I have a LAN or play for the top of the Benelux, I can almost like not eat for that day. And then after that, I'm feeling sick because I have just got the Zoma's anxiety still into me or like, you know, sadness or something. So I felt like probably casting is then the best thing to, to keep on doing. Right. Um, and speaking of casting, moving on to um, authority leagues. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now tell us about how you started Authority Leagues. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not something I did to in regards of any casting, but it was mainly, like, we played for the, we played for the, uh, we, we built up an organization myself. First, we started under an organization, then we felt like we wanted something ourselves. So then we started off by building Authority Esports. Uh, and back then we thought, okay, we... We, want, we, we would always had a dream to, you know, start an esports league. And me and three other, uh, me and two other guys were like, uh, let's just do it. Let's just set it up. And then we have a place to play in ourselves as well. 
But now later on, uh, we were like, no, it's a lot more professional to not play in the tournament yourself because then however you like it or not, whenever you're the one with the worst schedule, you're still going to be like a little bit favored into you, you know, whenever you have to make decisions uh, regarding that, you can say, oh, we are professional, but you're still the organizer. So you cannot 100% say professional because you want to win yourself as well. So that's why we thought, okay, we, we, we stopped with, with performing with the team and then also the team fell apart because I didn't really uh, play in there anymore. But the league stayed because that was something completely separate. And yeah, yeah it's it's just an esports league that uh, we're now hosting where we started to get into CS, uh, CSGO, of course, and uh, we, we wanted to expand into Valorant as well. That didn't really work out. Now we're thinking of some so something with, with Danger Zone potentially, the Battle Royale game of... Uh, of CSGO to, to start getting in there, but that's also not being confirmed Wait. in any sort of way. So, yeah. What's about it's, the uh... Valorant thing? What's about the Valorant expansion? That's quite interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, we, we it, it was very grassroots what we had. We wanted to build something around like a, a cash cup type of circuit where you had to like four certain tournaments where you had where you could acquire points and just some money yeah. from as of a whole and then into a finals. But for us, um, when we started to announce that, there were already players like, oh, are they going to stop with CS? When will the CS event begin? And like, we really, we really built a little bit of a, yeah, of a scene around the CS scene. So um, we, 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 are, we are not known, of course, but we're starting to get more and more known as soon as we uh, continue on further. So there were already teams asking about that. And we were like, okay, we're just going to continue with, uh, with, with, with what we have in, in CS and uh, build a new season around it. And with good success because the fourth season was an absolute banger in my opinion hmm. so you run in seasons instead of like you know just like monthly tournaments so oh, that's quite yeah. cool hmm. yeah i mean yeah that's something um i mean we we are called authority yeah. leagues after all so we're, we're really building a league and we're probably yeah. one of the only events uh like maybe in, in in the lower lower scene there's a few events of course uh, around us but like we really want it to be like a league like for example in cs you have scl which is a league you have esea which is the most well known where there's like a lot of matches you have to play and we want to build that same situation where you just have one best of one you play every week and for a yeah. course of six weeks and then you play against everybody so you get a whole league uh, type of circuit when it isn't like okay you lose two and you're out you know you have more chances to show yourself you mentioned, um, was it ESL as well? But what's it called? Um, you also e mentioned ESC, yeah. EC, e ESCA. That, that that's a platform uh, for, for CSGO. I yeah. I've seen that in your bio somewhere. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have ESCA partner on there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so that's something um for for casters um, it's. It's, it's a little bit weird to explain, but uh, ESCA, uh, that's not something you have in, in Valorant or in any other game, but it's basically an, uh, a platform like, uh, for example, Challenge Remote or even uh, Challenge Remote, but then where you can actually uh, queue on, but where there's like tournaments being posted on, etc., etc., or where they are hosting the tournaments on, but they're also hosting a very big league. And you can freely sign or not freely sign up. You have to pay the entry fee, but you can openly sign up. And that's basically the path into the pro league. So you start mm -hmm. off by getting into the open division. There's about a thousand teams yeah. joining every single uh, every single time. There's four, four um, leagues each uh, month coming in. Then you climb to the intermediate, you climb to main, you climb to advanced, and then you go to 
ESL Challenger League, and then you have the Pro League. So you have to climb all those divisions to get yourself up to the standards. For example, in Rocket League and Valorant, you got Open Qualifiers and VCT. And you have some national competitions, but that's everything. That's the whole European scene. So CSGO has uh, yeah, a lot more potential in, in, in that regards mm -hmm. with, with how they uh, function in the EU or NA circuit uh, yeah. in that sort of a whole. So that's something CS mm -hmm. got, but almost no other esports has. And yeah. with the ESCA partner, you have an opportunity to cast the ESL Challenger League, which is just right. a league where a lot of tier three, tier two teams face off against each other. Mm -hmm. um, but it's usually closed. But then when you are an ESCA partner, you have the opportunity to broadcast those games and usually getting quite a lot of viewers because it is so strict and there's not a lot of people uh, actually uh, streaming it themselves. Uh, like below below that, it's all open GoTV. So it's all open to everybody to stream it. So that's how I started by casting wow. ESCA advanced games. But now you got the opportunity to also cast the ESO Challenger. It is honestly amazing the career you have mm -hmm. built, to be honest, right? Like, and to be honest, right, how would you, you know, give advice to someone who's, who wants to start casting, you know, someone in the audience, you know, maybe? How would you, you know, start if you were new to casting? It, it really depends on, on kind of what, what game you are, you are going into. I think mm. CS is probably one of the easiest games to get into nowadays. Uh, just because um, you got yourself that ESCA uh, advance what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good place uh, where there's also a lot of viewers joining in because they're interested in those matches or, you know, they're betting on them, which get, gets in a lot of uh, lot of viewers as well. So you have an opportunity to uh, show yourself off to the audience. And there's also very good organizations already in there. So when you get some, uh, some, luck, some luck around it as well or some people joining in, you're already building up some community. And there's definitely some organizations looking to pick up some newer casters to then start... Uh, paying you a small bit or make getting you a little bit more known and then you're building up your your regimen because of it i've recently like uh, helped a new caster which i saw uh, in esca advanced uh, mm -hmm. you know in in those matches he was really yeah, casting yeah. and then i said like oh maybe you can take a look into this and maybe you can take a look into that and now he's already starting to do some tier three yeah. things as well so in cs it's mm -hmm. probably pretty uh, pretty little bit yeah. more easy to do so but i would definitely say just do as much events as you can. I've grinded a lot as well. Everyone probably has. Uh, it's never been easy. I mean, I've had pretty much an easy access due to getting signed by so, such a big organization yeah. as Entropic. But if you grind hard enough, eventually, I feel like you're going to get yourself some, yeah. some sweet offers. And I mean, you you also have to really love what you're doing because I mean, that that's what, that what, mm. what, what makes sense the most. I mean, it's yeah, gonna be like something you're first doing as a hobby. And if there's an opportunity to make it your job, there is. But it's also very hard to make it your job in the end. Mm. And were you always good at casting or did it take a while to, you know, master the skill? Uh, I think I've been a little bit gifted as well myself um, okay. with the way I am speaking a lot. The reason by that, because, mm. I mean, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but uh, before when I was like still a whole lot younger, um, and I'm talking like maybe six or seven, um, yeah. I would watch a lot of sports. So I would uh, uh, watch cycling or like football. And then my parents just said like, they, they told me to sometimes just shut because I was 
like talking over the commentators or i was just commentating the game already like giving a whole lot of um comments about what was happening etc so it's something i've been getting through from uh, from all over the yeah. board and then i was like oh why not try it in esports and it's actually something i've been liking and since then you know doing ever since like i do it right now mm -hmm. for just a job or beside beside job because i still go to school of course yeah that's interesting because what's it called would you ever go into sports as a caster that is uh something i will probably be looking into a little bit i think it's it's, it's going to be a, sm a small percentage of a chance that that's going to be the case mm -hmm. reasoning probably behind it is I mean, I'm, I'm doing a, a study right now myself or i'm still in in college um and i do something with sport and communication and i really yeah. realized that right there and then since i've been getting into esports myself or since i've been started doing that sports has been a little less interesting to me uh, as of a whole and now when i'm building something around that that esports scene i'm like okay i've built this if it's starting to get bigger and bigger why not just stay but that's something we'll obviously have to be looking at from uh from from the path onwards because if i would be able to get a job around the you know the the sports scene uh, maybe there's something i can do around that as well uh, who knows this is going to be something that the future will definitely tell and what sport would you like to do? Hmm. Um, that is a very, very good question. Um, I think for for me, one of the uh, maybe most logic answers would be something around maybe maybe a tennis or something. I think that is something I would um, I, I would definitely be be willing to 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 look into as well. I think football. There's um, so much i will i will have to learn around that and i'm personally not like a, a football guy save for maybe like formula one because even though i watch that every time uh, and i've also casted like a, a benelux racing league type of thingy that was like um um quite fun to do and nothing yeah. wrong with that with my casting as well but at the same time i feel like whenever i would get into you know mm. casting or, or, or like the television or something for, yeah. for formula one i think i wouldn't know enough about it or i would have to really uh, specify into that i think and tennis is yeah. like a little bit easier access to go to or mm. um yeah probably something like that what about football yeah you, said you... Tennis. you said yeah tennis I, I said football. i said tennis yeah but but mm. i i also specified that for football um yeah, yeah. i'm personally you know I, I i have my my club my my favorite club is my hometown club and you know that's really what it is i watch football right. not not too much mm. uh and whenever i would now be if i would ask like oh can you name any of the other players around the competition or like the biggest teams i yeah it, it would be hard for me for me to do that so i'm i'm definitely not really yeah. into that much of football i would definitely get into it as soon as i mm. you know get those offers but then I have to, yeah. as well as show that I first of all know it. So then, yeah, it's it's a little bit 50-50 uh, around it. But yeah, yeah I'll, I will probably, whenever I would say uh, a sport, even though that's obviously still, you know, if I would ever yeah. go into sports as esports is still still growing quite uh, quite heavily. Um, of course. Yeah, it would definitely be uh, be, be tennis, maybe maybe as a example. Okay, tennis, Dutch boy tennis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. Mm. Dutch tennis boy or something like that or just just Dutch yeah, tennis yeah. boy cast there yeah. we go we got some new names already it's the new um season of all 40 leagues it's just tennis 
yeah. on Wii Sports. Exactly. Tennis on Wii Sports. Ooh, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I I remember you know playing Wii Sports and I did mm. like the duo version, and then yeah. I remember just you know shake. Wait, I that's not visible here. I just shaking yeah, shaking yeah. my thing in the middle when I was the guy just in front. And they would sometimes you know hit it. You would sometimes just randomly do it or constantly hit it back. We Wii Sports was so fun, man. Honestly. True. It's really nostalgic. I don't think any game has come close to it, to be honest. No. Because it was yeah. a game for just anyone. Mm -hmm. That was the fun of it. Like. I mean, I know there's Switch Sports out now, but it's not the same. It really is. It doesn't give the same vibe. Yeah. It is. It's true. And the great thing about it was, you know, you didn't need like an expensive console. You know, the Wii wasn't like that expensive at the time, really. It was quite cheap to get a second-hand Wii as well. What's it called? And it came with the console, you know? It was built. For it. The whole point was it was showing, you know, how the Wii worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but have you played the Resort one as well? We sports um, no, no, I, I haven't, I haven't gone into that. I, I I've mm. seen it been played, it's and really good. I've actually, yeah, I, I've played it sometimes with some other friends, but mm. I never had the pleasure because I think um, we went really before we resort or before we even know knew that that was there. We had like a yeah. PlayStation Four coming in, and gotcha. we like switched out the uh, the Wii for that. Mm. Okay. I used to own a lot of Skylanders. I think that was on the Wii. Uh, so mm. I, I played a ton of that as well. So that's probably, you know, that was yeah. that was like one of my main games I played on there. We had like a hundred, no, not a hundred of course, but like 10, 20 of them just laying around. You didn't use them because you were never, you know, getting uh, off of it. But at the same time, it was just so fun to have those little things as well. But yeah, you know, Skylanders, that was a good game as well. Mm. What ones of Skylanders did you have? Like, you know, like what games? Uh, whew, I have to actually look at that for 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 a moment. I think it was like it's called Giants, maybe or something. Oh, Wait. I had that game too. That was a good one. Yeah, Skylanders yes. Giants. Oh, I got it right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a sick one. Yeah. Mm. So with the then I remember. Love that. Yeah, true, true, true. I remember having that, uh, like the um, the one with the sledgehammer. And the one with like the, the the tree guy, which was like built off of wood, it was yeah, yeah, it, it was good nostalgia to think back on that for sure. Mm -hmm. I like the um the whale called um I think it was called Thumpback or something, right? It was honestly amazing. It was like just gigantic whale, right, with like a huge anchor. It was amazing, oh. but it was like literally pay to win. That's what yeah. Skylanders really is at the end of the day, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Once you've got a giant, you've won the entire game. Oh wow, it, it literally, like, a starter spec right now cost, for me, only 21 euro, just for the nostalgia. Ooh. That would even be worth it, I think. <laughs> mm. Maybe something to take a look at. Yeah. You said you also do a bit of streaming. Tell me about, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been, been, been getting less since uh, I mm. started getting a lot more offers for, like, other tournaments uh, to go off yeah, of, yeah. but... Yeah, I used to start, uh, like I said, with uh, casting on my own channel and stuff. Uh, I'm not really a guy who's going to stream my own gameplay because, I mean, yeah. I feel like it's whenever I just play the game, I play the game myself. Um, yeah, it's it's not something I'm, yeah, you know, too willing to, to give up. Whenever I'm done with a round, I sometimes just watch YouTube besides it, right? I'm like... When I have to be strict, just watching the game myself, I'm 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 just enjoying and doing whatever I I have to. Not too strict on that, and that's probably why I'm um, not really into stream myself. But like you said, I've about two k followers now uh, on my on my Twitch yeah. channel, so 
it is it, i mean i definitely got uh, got some play some people watching and that's mainly because i mean i've watched uh, I've, I've been streaming the games on that and uh, esca partner has helped me a ton with yeah. streams where i you know get um, 1k 1k viewers sometimes on right and then yeah, mm. some people are like, okay, hmm, this guy gets some viewers, this guy's pretty fun. Let's just follow them, and then they stick around. It, honestly, man, you are really jack of all trades. Like, you're, you're pretty good at anything, to be honest. Um, but yeah, let's, um, on the subject of casting, again, and like the streaming, of course, right? What big tournaments, you know, have you, what's it called, been in? Tell me about the notable ones. Yeah, there, there's a few of uh, of CS that I have done. Mm -hmm. uh, probably uh, the best ones to 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 take note yeah, for yeah. are probably uh, everyone when when you're watching tier three scene, you have you've definitely seen them because it's like the new leading little bit of a tournament circuit mm -hmm. you got right now, which is called CCT, um, Champions of Champions Tour, which is a league or uh, circuit around like three years. And there's seven divisions in total and like mm. eight online series for each and every tournament. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a part of that casting group. Uh, so you just fill in your availability and you get scheduled uh, for, for some matches as well. Uh, so that's probably the one for, for CSGO that people know because almost every day there's CCT matches. You see the, the little icon in different colors and you know, oh, that's the CCT, right? That's such a notable uh, icon uh, that, that you see right there. And probably for Valorant, that would be the IMC Open uh, Liquid uh, 2022. That's an event hosted by Team Liquid. Also streamed on the official Team Liquid channel with like 750k followers. So then I was like, oh, nice, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I do something. And that was uh, like in the Team middle Liquid. of the, yeah, That's Team insane. Liquid, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, hosted their yearly, uh, yeah, their yearly Valorant event, which was also, you know, uh, sponsored by Riot because it gave access uh, with, you know, the results to uh, the Beacon Circuit which is like a circuit uh, regarding uh, with, with, you know, partner teams will be given out points. And then uh, regarding to the to standings, there is like spots being given out into the division one, division two and division three, etc. So then it's, that's just a whole tournament circuit into another tournament circuit. So yeah, that's how Valorant basically does it. So it was lovely to be a part of the, that event. And I mean, it was funny. This is the real story behind it, but um the RLCS major, so this is something completely different, of course, but yeah. the RLCS major from Rocket League was recently in Rotterdam, and I was there too, and there was like a Team Liquid booth uh, on, on spot where you could play and mm -hmm. stuff, and then I walked up there and I was like, oh, this is uh, looking pretty nice, and then he says, I can't fully pinpoint it, but I think I've seen you before, and I was like... <laughs> Um, that could be possible because I've been a caster for you guys and I showed my back of my screen where my name was on because I just got myself mm. some some jersey with my own name uh, yeah, from uh, the Rocket Benelux uh, community. Mm. And then he said, ah, you did uh, the IMC Liquid Open. So it was funny that someone from Team Liquid just recognized me from uh, from that event. But that's yeah, something completely <laughs> off topic for now. But yeah, it's just a fun yeah. thing. I mean, what esports sometimes does with you, you know, you get recognized quite often actually insane and from csgo you also went to valorant valorant 20 trials or something what's it called mm -hmm. that really does interest me tell me about that yeah uh so that was the uh benelux competition so mm -hmm. for the people who are not too sure what that means uh 
you for for every single like for example when you when you take a look at valorant you got yourself um all those type of circuits for different countries so you got one for for spain you got one for france and everything so you got every single kind of nation that has themselves a little competition into it and uh the netherlands belgium and luxembourg are usually partnered up together because the yeah. three scenes are too small to get themselves a scene on their own so they're combining it so that's what the benelux is all about and in csgo you have that in valorant you have that as well valorant uses the uh, vtt the valorant trinity trials for that and um gotcha. yeah that was uh one of my first real benelux offers i i got myself i got in contact with uh one of the uh, most notorious or well-known uh, Benelux uh, casters out there. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to try to search some offers for you. It's called, he's called Toldersma. Uh, some uh, Netherlands or Belgium viewers mm -hmm. should probably uh, probably know the, uh, know him. Uh, but yeah, he's he, he's doing a lot of stuff uh, throughout all of the, all of the, um, yeah, all, all of the Benelux scene, basically. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got into that by him because he said like, oh, I got a little offer for you, and that was also my first studio cast. So it was quite lovely to immediately get uh, get into there. My first my first Valorant duo cast I had to do immediately from a studio, immediately in in Dutch, which I had only been doing like twice uh, uh, ever. So it was uh, it was a nice experience. I I managed it quite yeah. well. Uh, like you probably also know, uh, I didn't get invited into any more, but that was because uh, they asked me to fully focus uh, on. I proceed with my Valorant uh, things instead of also doing CS and Rocket League. Besides right. that, they want you to really focus on on one game and one game specifically. And that's yeah. not something I was willing to do because I just got into CCT. I just got into Tier 3 CSGO. And now I do almost every event there as well. And I started to get into uh, into Rocket League Benelux as well. Or Rocket Benelux, uh, that, that is called. Uh, so yeah, that's been, uh, that's been all out of the way. And then I was like, am I going to accept this? Once every three months to go there and, 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 and cast for that tournament. I'm not too sure if that's, for me, willingly enough to go for there. I said, like, I want to focus on CSGO. And they had a CSGO competition, but unfortunately, two months later, that also shut down. And now they don't host that anymore. So I shoot myself in the foot for a second. <laughs> but of course, I got a lot of offers for that in return, right? So that's like, yeah, it, it, it is a decision I made. And I definitely don't regret it, but it could have it could have gone the other way, uh, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't have been sitting here probably. Uh, that's that, that's one sure thing if I accepted that deal. So, I mean, that's I guess good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you um obviously you've been on Blue Skirmish a couple of times now. You've even helped you know someone get into casting. Um, I'm sure you remember Ace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really nice that you actually helped him through that tournament. But yeah, he yeah. really does appreciate it. But yeah, Blue Skirmish, yeah. Um, tell me more about some of the other tournaments you've been in, like um, in Valorant. Uh, you you know with with, with the casting or you know yeah, with yeah, uh, with, with... Oh, okay okay yeah, because because playing wise, I mean Valorant is mm. definitely a game. I mean whenever I start, yeah. I mean I'm I'm pretty good at CS. I would say like for the people who probably. <laughs> Uh, know some CS. I mean, I'm probably mm -hmm. the highest, almost the highest matchmaker rank in the game, well, like Supreme, but I'm also level 10 face it, which is like, uh, yeah, de definite uh, good, good level to, uh, to, to be at. Um, but for Valorant, that's completely different. So playing wise, <laughs> don't ask me, but uh, casting wise, I mean, for Valorant, it's, it, it's quite hard. It's, it's, it's a lot different yeah. than uh, I would say for 
for CS because, like I said, you got a whole Europe circuit behind it. You got companies like CCT running uh, tournaments uh, almost every single day. Whereas for Valorant, it's like, okay, you got yourself Northern Europe where specific amounts of costs get asked for. And then you have language costs where there's like a Germany tournament, there's a France tournament. I mean, they're going to get German and France costs for that because it's the whole point of it in, in that yeah. type of sense. So uh, English-wise, it's hard because you got, um, like I said, you got the tournaments like you are hosting, uh, yeah. the, the Blue Skirmish. You got, mm -hmm. uh, after that, you already got yourself like, uh, how is that called? Like the Northern Europe VRL, I think it's called. Right. VRL Northern Europe. And then you have VCT. So it's not a pretty nice stairway to uh, to climb. It's uh, it's a hard one to uh, to get yourself into. But yeah, that's that's why there's not too much. I mean, I've done some some tournaments like Bruce Scrimmage, like you said, and uh, yeah. uh, Wolfstein is uh, one other tournament uh, that is being hosted. It's uh, a monthly tournament with like a hundred fifty dollars price per something in total. Um, yeah. yeah uh, it's it's definitely a, a nice few tournaments to to be a part of. But uh, like I said, yeah, CS:GO is uh, is the main game most of the time, and and now also Rocket League because I've been starting to get uh, more and more into the Rocket Benelux uh, myself. Ooh, Rocket Rocket League, okay. So mm -hmm. What brings you to Rocket League? I mean, maybe just uh, just like CS, uh, yeah, and then Valorant as well. I mean, the game itself is just very interesting uh, to me as well. I mean, that's why I said League of Legends and Dota go get out. You know, that's it's not. Yeah, it, it's not been intriguing enough to, to go for that. I mean, I've played a fair square of Rocket League as well. Uh, like, got like 700 hours or something. It's not too much because uh, my, my majority of the time I've been uh, playing CS. But Rocket League is also a very nice fast-paced uh, fast game and definitely something I've been uh, I've been watching for, for my entire life. It's something, you know, it's, it's just a game I really like. And that's why I feel like I could be or i was going to get into it um and now with uh, with me getting into the rocket benelux uh, circuit it's another benelux opportunity uh, yeah. for me that uh, it's been really uh, looking good and looking uh, nice yeah are you any good what rank are you on rocket league do, do you play rocket league as well then or not or no, is no, this no, just no, uh, no, out no, of the uh, out of the blue question yeah yeah pretty much no i mean i'm around champ one champ two so that's not not okay. too good but it's not too too bad either i mean yeah uh champ champ one and champ two means that you can hit the ball sometimes and uh, i mean that's the whole point of the game uh, <laughs> and then in which direction you do it that's a question for another day and there goes a lot of uh, practice into <laughs> it because i mean rocket league uh, has i mean every esports but rocket league maybe one of the most has such a high skill ceiling man that's i mean uh no one plays perfect in that game because there's always going to be gaps. When there's no gaps, there would always be a 0-0 zero, zero in every single game. But at the same time, you're trying to get past the enemy and the enemy is trying to save it. I mean, and they're also trying to counter with that. So there's a whole uh, plan behind it. Yeah, and everyone is going to make mistakes because you have to do the right thing at the right time, but someone is going to do something different and then you're not doing the right thing anymore. It's just what it is. Of course. So, what's it called? Rocket League in the Benelux scene. Um, any companies in particular, you know, that are doing Rocket League at the time that you're interested in? Uh, you, you, yeah, I mean, Ro Rocket Benelux is the, the, the company that is 
hosting all oh, the, the right, Rocket. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's called Rocket Benelux. So mm. that that's why. Uh, yeah, th that's basically the in Rocket League as well as in Valorant, you got a very weird path into into the game. You even got yourself less room than in a Valorant to work if you oh. got some national events that you have so you got rocket benelux hosting you got like rocket baguette which is yeah. like the france uh, competition uh, that's been played you got like swedish uh, norway um uh, finnish as well and then you have qualifiers into rcs and rcs mm -hmm. that's basically the the okay. two two circuits you can really really move in and work in yourself so i mean the qualifiers are very long you got like three days to qualify yourself for various stages. You start off with the uh, with the double alien bracket, then you get yourself into various Swiss stages, and then you finally get yourself into like the main event. But it's it's a whole lot different. But for the Rocket Band looks, that's where I started to get into like probably three months ago. And it's just yeah, it started off by a monthly tournament, but now it's really like uh, starting to become a real thing. Like the RLCS, they want to. Uh, make a Swiss stage, make a whole point system behind it, so they're really professionalizing things. That's really lovely for uh, still like such a small region to have such a big organizer. So big props to them, of course, for for making it yeah. work. I I've seen a lot of good things uh, about the community because uh, three months ago when the new circuit got announced, um, they made a new video, and there were a lot of like reactions in the chat, like oh, uh, I wish we had an organization like this, right? So I, I wish. Um, I mean, everyone in the Benelux uh, should be very happy with an organization like this because it is true. For such a little region to have such a big tournament coming your way and a total prize pool for the year of like $19,000 or something be given out, oh my. It's, it's just insane, right? For, for yeah. just Benelux, Netherlands, Belgium, Netherlands, mm -hmm. and Luxembourg. Because you would expect yeah. it from probably something else than from those. Mm -hmm. Will you be looking to like, you know, you know expand into other games with authority? I know you tried to do Valorant, but maybe Rocket League. Yeah, we're we're definitely um, thinking of of yeah, we're always we're always looking to to mm. improve, and uh, I think our main main focus will always be yeah. uh, CS:GO. Uh, I okay. personally don't really know if we're we're gonna be expanding into like like a Rocket League, but like I said, mm -hmm. uh, we're we're trying to get into something like like Danger Zone. But at the same time, Authority League, as much as I would like, but probably not a, a real possibility for it. Um, it. It just takes a lot of time uh, from you to to even host host the league yourself. And the way CS has now been going, I mean, it's our trademark, like we said. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's really something I feel like we should definitely consider focusing on to expand that and hope to see there. But mm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the future brings because it's been a thing really um, out of the ordinary for us as well to just start that league. And now it's been starting to become a real thing, like almost 1K followers uh, on Twitter, of course, already. So it's uh, it's really been, been been becoming becoming a thing ourselves. And now we're like, yeah, but it was a side thing, you know. It, it was not something we, we were gonna be doing like uh, full time ourselves. I mean, if there's a possibility for it, sure, but that's almost impossible to really uh, to really make of that. Mm. And what would you know? What advice would you give to new tournament organizers? want to get started and maybe maybe make a profit it's quite hard to do that of course but yeah because i know we've spoken in the past about you know how how hard it is to mm -hmm. make it in the esports industry tell us yeah. about that 
yeah for tournament organizers uh i would say good luck uh with making some <laughs> profit uh i mean i i i i think i think you know as well it's mm. uh, it's quite hard uh, we it we is. got pretty we, we we got pretty lucky ourselves i mean we're definitely not making any profit but we i mean we're not taking any profit but we did make profit from our last uh competition we we hosted Ooh. um but at the same time we're not taking anything ourselves we're trying to you know invest into the next season because um Smart. we got we we got pretty lucky with actually one of our yeah. main uh, main sponsors just giving us the full price pool of the last season and that was uh, like even a, a 300 euro price pool coming out so mm -hmm. we got we are very lucky with uh, with with one of our sponsors coming in um but at the same time I mean, getting a sponsor like that is uh, pre pretty ridiculous to, to do so. We got very, very lucky ourselves. Um, and at the same time, I feel like you're the way you're going to be treating the people working for you. I mean, we have recently also started to, you know, pay our casters and, you know, pay our, our staff a little bit. Uh, we're not really yeah. trying to take anything ourselves. I mean, we could, but at the same time, we wanted, uh, we didn't want to make any profit ourselves. We just wanted to host the organization and leak. And if we can invest into the next season to make it even bigger. And, yeah. you know, we told, we spoke about uh, Liquidpedia as well a little bit. Mm. Um, get, get into there, get, get a tournament that is actually signed by there. And with that, you can really start to be building up because, I yeah. mean, uh, a C-tier tournament on Liquidpedia is going to be posted inside all of those events that are right there. And then you see your own name, the Authority League, just in there, really being promoted by other stuff as well and really being reached out on and noticed by other companies. That's, that's Wait, just insane. Is Authority on there? Is Authority on Liquidpedia? No, I mean, we, we, we got our own page, but that's a user okay. page right now. I mean, the way right. it works for people and probably... If every in, in, at some point Bruce Scrimmage wants that as well, it's gonna be mm -hmm. uh, for now just a use page. I don't know how it yep. works for Valorant because uh, at some price pool marks in Valorant you can you know set up those tournaments and uh, still make it a real C tier event themselves. But that's gonna be something you obviously have to do later. But yeah, uh, for CS:GO I think it's like a minimum of 500 euro you have to be making, and then it won't be a user page anymore. It will be registered. Otherwise, it's just gonna be. A page you made yourself and the only way you're gonna exit is by the link that you sent yourself otherwise it will nowhere it, it will be nowhere found so yeah that's uh something you have to take a look at yep well i'm definitely gonna do that i have been looking into that myself mm -hmm. to be honest and it is it's quite a pain to code to be honest mm -hmm. yeah i mean <laughs> i got lucky with my uh with, with, with a friend of mine who has been looking into yeah. that and uh has explained me some things, but personally, sorry if you're watching this, but I forgot everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I've no clue really, but uh, what, what you can do, which would yeah, yeah. probably help is uh, take a look at other tournaments, how their coding is going, but at the same time, mm. you need to have a mindset for coding as well, because I mean, I think <laughs> um, we have spoken back, back backstage as well. You're an ICT guy, so you probably know some stuff about coding, so then it mm. will be easier to read. But for some people who've no idea what's standing there, you have to watch some tutorials. You have to really um, mm. inform yourself about it. Otherwise, it's uh, just going to get very hard yeah. to get into that, because otherwise, yeah, I mean... It, it's equally as hard as like the basic starter code from HL, H, HTML, which is like the basic, basic of everything. And yeah. that is something you have 
on a page, which is probably coded by a code. So it's like three million different uh, variations you can go off of almost. It's true. It's honestly, yeah. It's, um, I think it's quite complicated, but I do think, right, I do think if someone wants to get into it, they could try something else. And I do recommend this browser, or should I say AI. Mm-hmm. People should try ChatGPT. This, no, this podcast isn't sponsored by ChatGPT. Don't worry. <laughs> but it is a really good, useful tool. Okay? If you want to know anything about anything, like there are people building businesses just from the robot giving them instructions and making about like 15k a month in sales. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I do recommend it. Yeah. And if you have you tried it before? I mean, I, I have um, recently. It's actually quite funny. My my, my dad is a, my dad is a teacher, um, oh. and uh, they had to make like a, an an assignment uh, about a um, poof. At least they had to make an assignment. At least they had to make like a little bit yeah. of a task for someone else. Like you start here, and you're gonna be going through a few uh, exercises, and then you're gonna be done. So they had to create that themselves. They had to write it down in, in proper Dutch as well. So it was like an ex uh, an exercise for 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 just your Dutch language to to grow a little bit more. And um, hmm. we we saw two of the same answers coming in. And they looked just the exact similar, the exact similar written. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, okay, they probably copied from each other. And I was like, maybe ChatGPT was being used. So I searched <laughs> it up and it wasn't, unfortunately, because otherwise we would have caught them red-handed. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's definitely something you can use for also those tasks. And it's something where school systems at the same time as it being very helpful, also very scary yeah. for, you know, the, the way um, the whole school system is going to work because... You can literally ask them anything at any time and they could probably make it for you. So it's cool, but at the same time, it's also pretty dangerous for the whole education yeah. system because we all know, I mean, we're, we're both not on the age anymore to be like in, in high school or even uh, or even mm. b- b- before that, you know, uh, just uh, basic. But at the same time, it, we, we have seen the education level where people have been getting more rude, more a little bit, uh, just an yeah. online world. People aren't really thinking themselves anymore. They're usually, uh, you know, using a computer for that. So ChatGPT uh, mm. is going to be a bit, little bit, a bit of a danger for that, but it's very, very helpful tool for like organizations, like you said, to set up. They can make just basic plans and it can really grow because of just that, a, 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 uh, just that uh, AI. Yeah, I mean, even for Liquipedia, you can literally get mm-hmm. generate some code as well. Yeah. The newest um, version of ChatGPT, I think it was GPT-4. Um, yeah, it can recognize mm-hmm. images now. It can tell you what's Ooh. happening in an image. It's amazing. And there's another AI out right now called Midjourney. Have you heard of that? No, to be fair, not, not really. Yeah, Midjourney is a AI where you can tell it something and it will generate an image for you. Like, let's say... Darth Vader going skiing. It will literally ah. generate it. It's amazing. I generally recommend yeah. looking it up. I think it's about £8 a month or something for like 200 generations of images. Yeah. I mean, when, I you, when you explain I, it this way, I you. I, I've, I've heard of it before, you know? And when you, mm. you explain it uh, the way this is, I think uh, a friend of mine, uh, he used to have a, pro- a profile picture on his, uh, on yeah. his Steam. And then he was like, 
put I mean you can put that painting into it as well uh, he painted it himself it was like very very scrappy in paint done and he placed that inside of that little the, the AI and now he has such a nice uh, little little yeah. tree with with everything in there but then so much detail into it so that's just really nice and as you said mm. I would also recommend it to, to use it for almost anything because you can use it for almost anything as well it's true exactly right yeah And I think on that note, we're about to enter the three questions. Ooh. Ask me. Okay. Okay. Let's do that this. is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So, um, I mean, as you as you know, I mean, uh, I've been a part mm -hmm. of the uh, blue skirmish for 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 quite a while, yeah. and uh, you have been telling me 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 some things about this. But mm. what what was the main reason for you you starting to get into esports because? Um, Maybe it's something for you a little bit out of the extraordinary to do. You, uh, what was the reason for you to mainly start with esports? Esports tournaments or like esports as a whole? Yeah, esports e e e tournaments and maybe also esports as a whole. Two, qu okay. two questions the same. Okay, that's cool. Is that like as one question or two questions? Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one question, okay, but okay, at the cool. same time too. So we're okay. going into the section of four questions right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's go. do it. Let's do it. End of the end of um, the season. Come on, we we, we gotta make yeah. the viewers worth yeah, for yeah. watching. You know, this is true. This is true. <laughs> okay, well, um, obviously I started as a gaming content creator, like most people did in the space. Um, I started, you know, creating just Pokemon content, and then I gradually moved over to like FPS games. Obviously, when Fortnite took popularity, of course, I was one of the people who got into FPS games because of that way. And then, obviously, I went to Valorant after getting my PC. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I got to play in the beta. I was like, oh, I got the um, little beta gun buddy. That was pretty cool. Um, and basically, I was on a journey because I wanted to get into, like, esports as a player. I did for a little bit. But then I got picked up by a team known as Team Mars, and they were a... Esports team, they had like about 10,000 followers on Instagram. And this guy on there, he introduced me to content creation, but not just normal content creation. Content creation is like an FPS creator. Like, you weren't, it's not like, oh my God, like, oh, guys, look, check me out, IRL streamer, you know? Let's just talk to the chat. It was like, it was like gaming, proper gaming stream, like you were. It was more like you're streaming like Shroud, you know, like, you're streaming like, you enjoy the game and you're not just playing the game for fun, you know. You also want to get better at the game. That was kind of like the content creation side I got into, really, because it was more fun, you know. I got more into FPS content and it's cool. I had my own gimmick as well. I wore a mask as well, like right around here. And that was kind of my whole thing my, until it got leaked. But yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, this is why you never show... If you want to, like, you know, do that stuff, never show anyone. Because, you know, they could turn around and go, oh, you know, look, look who that is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And That's eventually... That's really unfortunate. Yeah. And eventually, what's it called? I got introduced to a team known as Zyder. Now, they're not around too much anymore, of course. They do want plan to return. Zyder was a 100,000 follower team. Um, What's it called? I have Zyder in my name because, what's it called? I'm, I'm very close with them. What's it called? I'm kind of part of their little group. So, it's an amazing esports team. 
and they also what's it called inspired me, you know, to start well, Team Oasis. And this is the juicy part, of course, because I got you know, I wanted to build an esports team. As you know, Team Oasis used to be an esports team. Mm-hmm. Um Blue Skirmish didn't show up for a very long time. And I, I didn't plan to because at first, you know, it's quite hard to run this kind of stuff without a job, you know, because I was like 16 and stuff, right? Obviously, it's quite hard to get a job sometimes in this climate. Sometimes you get lucky, you know, but, you know, when you're starting out, right, and you have no CV, you know, people want someone with like 20 years of experience, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. And as soon as I got my apprenticeship in IT, of course, because um, for any of you watching, I'm an IT apprentice, of course. And basically, um, I was like, well, now I've got money, I can invest into all of this stuff. And I invested into Team Oasis, but it never felt the same. Now, Team Oasis is still a comp- company at the end of the day, but it's not, you know, what it used to be. It's not the esports team now. And the reason why is because, well, I do, I do like esports teams, but a lot of the time it's not very profitable. And there's not many, there's not, a way to gain from it. Like, the cool thing about Blue Skirmish is it's not profitable in the sense of, oh, I'm going to get loads of money back, but what's it called? It also, it has a purpose, you know? If you have mm-hmm. no purpose, you shouldn't be doing something, yeah. you know? And, you know, that's been, like, my whole journey, you know, finding the purpose inside esports. And I've been looking for a while. That's basically where I met Blue Skirmish, of course. I mean, Team Wasted Podcast has been here since, like, November. 2021 but yeah it's rebooted a few times but this is the this won't get rebooted this is my own little show because it's a cool team wasted podcast um the original host right of course was um someone i used to just you know ask to go on the podcast and interview loads of oasis members now it's me yeah but yeah <laughs> you're doing it with all over the esports scene yeah with everybody I really do enjoy it because I do like giving people a voice as well on my platform. It's just fun meeting different kinds of people. That's another reason why I enjoy esports. Because you can meet, with esports, right, you can meet all types of people from all across the world. And, of course, with the podcast, it's all about uncovering people's, like, hidden stories, you know, that they don't tell people. That's the fun of it. Because yeah. I think, you know, there's always, you know, something that, they want to tell, but they can't really tell without being egotistical. So we give them their own show, you know? That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely a, a, a nice and uh, long and good answer from there. Mm. I mean, you, you've definitely mentioned something for, like, the reason why, why you started with the, with, with the Blue Scrimmage as of a whole. But do you have yeah. any, like, goal to go off of yourself or, or something you, you want to achieve with it um, to, uh, to go to? Blue Scrimmage? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do have a few plans. I mean, there is one. Um, I do want to do like a what I call a mega tournament. Okay, so like a tournament that is just a, that has a huge prize pool. Like, like I wanted to do a land tournament. That's when I know I I've made it as a blue skirmish, you know, mm-hmm. organizer of course. Like land tournament, you know, a worldwide land tournament. It'd be like. So, you know, you've seen the Fortnite World Cup and you've seen um, Valorant VCT, like Iceland, of course. I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Them both combined together with just a massive prize pool, you know, with those kind of prize pools. That's what I dream of. Okay. That is the goal. Okay. So that's where we are. Uh, that's where we're going <laughs> off of. 
and uh yeah. i mean i would say we're 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 getting there i mean i can really mm -hmm. see that the uh the growth the growth is starting yeah. to come in and mm. i mean that's that's also something i really love to see from yeah. you know hosting my own I... tournament just people so yeah. excited can i add on to that point i do see like yeah. you know a lot of people what's it called judging people like or based on like you know i feel that people shouldn't judge you know brands based and creators based on you know just their following you know i don't think I think, you know, following your followers is a good metric of success, but I don't think it should be the sole metric of success. People should judge you on, of course. And I do see that a lot with Blue Scum, because they look at our Twitter and Instagram, and they won't bother to look at our other stuff as well. Like some random people, you know, who follow me and stuff, and they go, oh, well, you're not growing on so-and-so media, of course. I'm like, well, you know, these things take time, of course. And, of course, we're growing on Twitch, and we're growing on Discord, but things, some people like, will only judge you, of course, but they won't bother to, you know, look at your other socials. And that always kind of annoys me, you know, because if you're going to do your, if you're going like, to criticize someone, at least do your research, of course. That this um, one moment yeah. on Twitter, you know, today, right? And this guy was like, oh, you know, well, you need to learn how to use social media. And I was like, well, um, that's called, you I, I Honestly, man, I don't get some people, you know, like, mm -hmm. I think people, should, you know, should not, you know, just look at things face value. Obviously, I think it's a good, you know, metric because when people do judge you, you know, oh, well, this is what people see when they see it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, a good point you're making right there. I mean, for me, myself, uh, um, around the, the Authority League, I also see that people, you know, don't really, really recognize me, me myself for the Authority League, but I got a, a thing behind it with, yeah. uh, with the casting where uh, me and myself are are just going to be uh, uh going to be there for that but mm -hmm. i mean maybe uh, maybe last question and probably also not not only yeah, yeah. maybe but but maybe the real the real last question uh, to end it off with mm -hmm. i mean you you're you're still uh working in it you said as well yeah yeah but um do you also would you also like to look proceed your career into esports and then i don't really mean necessarily blue scrimmage mm -hmm. but maybe also doing some it stuff around like an esports uh, company or esports team or yeah, just yeah. working into esports in any any way mm -hmm. around it yeah it's um a really interesting aspect because you know of course you know conflict of interest you know i'm very lucky in my position where i can continue to run team wastes because not every company allows you to run a company whilst you're in there of course you know there's this phrase called double teaming of course especially in esports you know and that seems quite hard to you know, navigate. And I do know there's quite a lot of, you know, mistreatment to just normal workers, of course, in the esports space. Obviously not in like the digital space, but I know in the physical space of esports, there can be with some of the higher up organizations. Like, I'm not too sure, but I've heard some stuff about TSM, a bit of 100 Thieves, a bit of FaZe Clan. I'm not sure if all of it's true, but you know, you never know. And it's, it's quite a dangerous road to proceed in. Um, I do think, you know, it is an interesting aspect, though. I would, wouldn't would mind getting to more something like that was targeted to gamers, like maybe like NVIDIA or something like, or let's say Caller Master or Corsair. Mm -hmm. That would be mm -hmm. fun. Um, but esports in, um, in general, I guess, the whole, I think the big plan is, you know, to make Team Waste as a company where I can actually you know, live off it, of course. Same thing with Blue Skirmish and its other brands, but yeah, yeah, that's something uh, that might be happening in the uh, in the future. And uh, I mean, for me, mm. that's those uh, those were uh, 
my questions for this uh, final episode of uh, season one, wasn't it, Superface? Yeah, I believe it's so. Um, honestly, man, thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, and to top it off, what's it called? One, a few more questions to you. Ooh. Um, so big shout outs. Um, what's it called? This this past year, who would you like to shout out? You know, who's really helped you this um year? Like, so like just a bunch of people. Um, now probably uh the ones I would uh, would have to thank is uh. Mainly, I, feel, I believe, uh, and as like I mentioned him quite earlier as well, uh, Toldersma for uh, for for helping me get like basically into the Benelux scene as of a whole. I mean, that yeah. was really the uh, the gateway into that myself. Mm-hmm. That was really uh, really lovely to see. Uh, probably also the the people uh, from from Entropic for still having uh, mm-hmm. an, another year uh, right right yeah. there and then with them. But also uh, one of my guys, where uh, my, my friends uh, in in the in my own team where I'm playing with right now with the Dreris, uh, probably uh, Stave, which uh, has been a guy uh, always there and you know always hyping up and and not always you know watching the games, but definitely someone uh, always asking like how it's how are things going and and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really been a guy where I could just talk mm-hmm. with and ask some some advice on without uh, him knowing too much himself about the scene or uh, etc but he's been uh, he's been always there to uh, to you know chat with so those are probably going to be three guys and or two guys and one organization that uh, really helped me the last uh, one year i would say yeah, of yeah. the of the casting amazing yeah and um another question where can we find you yeah i mean you see here dutch boy uh, but there's usually a cast behind it. So if you uh, if you take a look on Twitter and uh, search uh, Dutch Boy Cast, you will yeah. uh, you will be able to find me. Mm-hmm. Almost there with uh, to three hundred followers. So uh, please, no, <laughs> no that, yeah. that's nice to uh, to end it off. No, but uh, no, uh, Dutch Boy Cast is gonna be there for for the Twitter and there I uh, yeah sometimes post uh, where I uh, where I will be live or will be. Uh, uh, Wondering when Source Two is finally gonna get added into CS:GO because that's been something uh, happening for the uh, for the last few weeks where everyone is just not sure what's oh, ha- yes, what, what is going to be happening. Ooh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. There, are you there are. Full of it. Are you looking forward I mean, to it? Yeah, there, there is. There is now like a big leak that it might be happening like tonight, and uh, that means 21st when we're when we're recording this. Uh, uh, so like in the evening, usually at night time for Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. then updates will be and Tuesday is usually an updating date and today the banner have been added and there's like a little bit of a leak in there that it might be happening today or in two days with like a two and a D in there uh, hidden so who knows what we are uh, what we're going to be seeing off of that but no uh, those are things you can definitely uh, look forward on on my Twitter like I said Dutch Boycast also on my Twitch uh, where you can take a look for and yeah for the rest uh I'm a pretty uh, normal guy, so uh, it's not that I have <laughs> have too much uh, to take a look for. But at the same time, yeah, just uh, keep on uh, keep on watching the blue scrimmage as well, because uh, there I will be casting uh, sometime on as well. So there you might be seeing me on uh, sometime soon. Yeah, maybe on beach skirmish or gold <laughs> skirmish. Who knows? Mm. I mean, I mean, are you down to do next this this week? 
I mean, I'm gonna have to take a look at my schedule probably. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's on my right here, but mm. yeah, uh, if I'm down, uh, I'm definitely uh, up for uh, for helping as much as possible uh, with mm. uh, the way things are going. Because, like yeah. I said before, I mean, followers and stuff they don't always represent how things are going. But I can definitely see when, for example, every tournament has been hosted, new teams are coming in, old yeah. teams are returning, people are enjoying it, you know? It's it's really mm. an enjoyable thing to, to have tournaments yeah. and for the teams to play for something. Because they're like, there's not a lot, we want to play tournaments, we want to have that hype, mm. and we bring it to them, right? Yeah, of course, you know? I do think people, you know, what's it called, tried to rush into the money aspect and the follow aspect too fast. The thing is, most people nowadays just want clout, you know. I'm sure mm -hmm. clout does create, you know, what's it called, easier ways, easier paths to grow, of course, to get sponsors, etc. But yeah, back to what you were saying, you know, with patience, you know, things will grow, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do agree. And patience is definitely needed uh, for something and mm. a little bit of luck for sure as well around it, yeah. but. It's going to be something uh, you're mm -hmm. first going to have to just start off doing. Yeah. And that's also something we did with the Authority Leagues and uh, you with the Blue Skirmish and see what's mm -hmm. been coming off of it. Just uh, some yeah. more and more growth, some more and more successfulness starting to grow mm -hmm. and come. Yeah. Since this episode is going to get released on the May 20th, by the way, which is Oasis Day. Oh. Fact. Mm -hmm. Yes. Happy Oasis Day, everyone. Happy Oasis Day. And <laughs> <laughs> but basically, right, what's it called? Tomorrow is Tropic Skirmish, which mm. is our £250 tournament um, to celebrate the two years of the parent company, Team Oasis LTD. Yeah, be, be sure to sign up, guys, because uh, mm. it's a lovely tournament uh, to be a part of and uh, represented with the two years. So it's going to be, first of all, a party because of the days, but it's also going to be a party because there's a whole tournament. I mean, and you can win. Hey, come on. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing the advertisement for you as well, man. No worries. <laughs> I, will, I will send the invoice later on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a payable as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, what's the code? Thank you all for coming to watch the amazing Dutch Boy cast. And that was me, your host, Super Phase. What's the code? Um, Team Waiters podcast, you know, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Deezer, etc. Even Google Podcasts as well. One, a variety of platforms. Make sure to follow us if you can on those platforms. Because not only are we on YouTube, one, a variety of platforms. Also, we have now integrated TeamWaiters.world, our new website that, you know, features everything about Team Waiters, including Blue Skirmish. Even having this guy on the website. Ooh, <laughs> there you will be able to see me as well. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you'll be able to watch every single podcast episode from the website. Wow, yeah. I mean, uh, we're making it better and better every time, aren't we? Mm. You sure are. It's only up from here. Anyway, that was um, Dutch Boy. Anything you would like to say before we head off? No, I mean, uh, it's 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 been nice being here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the uh, invitation yeah. and. Uh, yeah, good luck on the, on the future editions and uh, with uh, Blue Skirmishes of a whole. Mm. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you in another Blue Skirmish tournament, of course. And maybe we'll see you in Season 2 or 3 of Team Voices Podcast. Yeah. Who knows, who knows? And then you mm -hmm. can see my, my growth as well. Hopefully 
it's yeah. been uh, it's, it's going up and up from this because mm-hmm. I mean I'm still young as uh, you might know I'm only 18 years old so it's um, hmm. it's been a journey 18. and it will be a journey 18 yeah you said. I was yeah. same age ah. that's nice <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway that was Dutch boy that was Team Voices podcast that was me thank you all for watching I will see you in season two Bye-bye. Bye for now.